Hey everyone, welcome to the inaugural episode of XOX Hose, the weekly podcast, or maybe not weekly, depending on a recording <laughs> schedule, <laughs> of the discussion of the phenomenon Gossip Girl. This is S. This is C. And we're both actually S, but we have different last names, so that's what we're using as our initial. That's right. And I'm not going to use this voice the whole time because I feel Please don't. Like it's idiot. a creepy NPR voice. <laughs> it's not right for Gossip Girl. I may be more Valley Girl. Okay. Maybe. So we decided to do this podcast because we both love Gossip Girl. And I am always... People are always really surprised when they find out that I love Gossip Girl because they think I'm above that. But I'm not... No one's above Gossip Girl. Let's be honest. I I, I agree. I think <laughs> Gossip Girl speaks to. There all are of definitely us. people who are below Gossip Girl, but no one is above <laughs> Gossip Girl. Yeah, if you don't get Gossip Girl, then you probably you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. Yeah. So, so uh, we didn't put this in our lineup, but can we talk about uh, how we got introduced to the show? As our not. Yeah, I think so. You want to go first? <laughs> sure. So. I had read three of the Gossip Girl books um, because my sister was an avid reader. Me, not so much, but I'm like, this has a pretty girl on it, so I'm going to read it. Um, and so that's essentially how I got interested in the show. And then when I saw like the promo for it, I was super excited because I'm really into fashion. I'm really kind of into, I well, more high school me than me now, but I was definitely into like the New York lifestyle and lifestyles of the rich and famous. So I thought this would be like the perfect show for me. And it turns out it was. Um, and it's actually really funny as the show progressed, me and my brother, um, who Your is brother <laughs> who is four, three years older than me. Um, He's such a bro. Too. <laughs> super bro. Like definitely a straight male. He's And it's really funny because he's going to Harvard. So he's actually become one of these People. Yeah, no, uh, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, but he kind of came in at season four, Actually, and it became like the only I show we str- ever watched together. I know some straight guys who are into the show who are because mostly... he really wants to be Chuck Bass. That's yeah, essentially actually, what it's like. I actually know another guy who um, I haven't talked to in a long time, but he was the same. He loved Gossip Girl because he basically wanted to be Chuck Bass. So I think we've just discovered this <laughs> secret enclave of straight men who just want to bang because my models. brother had six roommates four of them watched cops a girl and they're all male oh wow and straight <laughs> so they're all bro but they're like all bro they're all bro like, yeah because that other guy i knew was really bro-ish too so i remember in middle school because like everyone read the books in middle school and um but i I did feel like I was above that. Like, I was like, that sounds like a stupid book. Like, Gossip Girl. Like, I'm not into that. And, but I remember when I saw the promos for the show, I think, because it was on the CW, Mm -hmm. and I watched some CW shows. I was like, that actually looks really interesting. And kind of like, I kind of want to see that. So I, I actually watched the show from the beginning, which surprises a lot of people too. It's like, oh yeah, like I thought this was noteworthy, like when it started. And I was just, I mean, I remember watching the pilot and me like, hooked i was like oh my gosh and i think oh, I, we i don't know about you but i never sur- talked to anybody uh, about blake lively it, was in the sisterhood of the traveling pants uh like duality <laughs> yes yeah, and, and that's kind of the only actress i knew in the show and that kind of got me excited too oh i didn't even realize that she was in both things until way later because i wasn't into the i wasn't actually into the series sisterhood of the traveling pants i never read it but one time, our friend Alice dragged me to go see the movie because she's in love with Alexis Bledel, who's in Sister of the Traveling Pants, who's the only actress that I like really knew of in yeah. that 
thing. Um, anyway, so in the pilot, we have uh, quite a lot of things happening. I mean, it's a pilot, so like they're trying to introduce all the characters. But as we know, the big important thing is we saw Serena at Grand Central Station. She's back. Serena's back. Whisper, whisper. <laughs> so she gets off the train at Grand Central, and of course, um, everyone's a buzz again, talking like, "Oh, Serena's back! Like this is such a huge drama, drama, drama." And then she goes straight from the train station to a party that Blair is having at her house. Um, she like, you know, so many things are happening once, and like, she walks in and like Blair's trying to have sex with her Nate because she's insecure about Serena coming back and. Um, there's all these little moments between all these characters that kind of show um, their relationships to each other. So, like, Blair's mom kind of, like, makes these, like, offhanded, like, comments, as she always does, about, like, Blair's body. And then um, then after that, what happens? Um, you just see, oh, you see, like, Dan Humphrey and his life, like, contrasted with these, like, really f- rich, fancy kids having a party at Blair's house. And he's just, like, hanging out with his sister and his dad, you know. In, in Brooklyn. And the dad's a uh, rock, ex-rock star. A former. <laughs> or a current a rock star, but kind of a head star. <laughs> His band's name is, uh, what, Hawk? Lincoln Hawk. Yeah, this Lincoln sound like Hawk. a band that happened in the 90s. Like, that's a pretty good, you know, writer's choice. Then uh, it's the next day from the party. So basically everyone's like, oh, Serena's back. And then Blair's kind of awkwardly bitchy to her. But you'll find out later in the series why that happens. But... Basically, the next day, Queen Bee is on the steps of the Met with all of her minions, and um, Jenny, um, who is the little Humphrey girl on the outside, is giving Blair the inv- invites for her kiss on the lips party. another party. You know, and basically, th- and this was the scene that was actually in the promo. I remember it distinctly because of the fashion of it, because, well, which we'll have a fashion section later. But um, basically... Blair gives Serena the huge cold shoulder being like, we don't have enough invites. And then uh, Jenny's like, but we do. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so then basically Serena's like, we need to talk. Like you're basically being a bitch to me. I mean, you can tell and, Serena uh, she really wants to connect with Blair, even though she's been gone for such a long time. Yeah. Um, but Blair is not really ready for that to happen yet. And uh, right after that, everyone goes to, to class and we see like Chuck and Nate yeah on a bus with Dan, which I will discuss later because I think it's ridiculous. But, um, but yeah, so then there's this moment where they like kind of walk past him and they look at him like, who are you? And it's establishing that even though Dan goes to school with them, has been in their same class for years and years, like no one has any idea who he is. Um, and so then after that, um, what happens is, you know, Serena is so upset with like, oh, she meets up with Blair for drinks and she's so upset about Blair just being terrible to her that she like drinks this like this player's martini and then she goes home to where they're staying at hotel which is actually a hotel where oh well they were at the hotel the The drinks were at the hotel and um and then she just keeps drinking because she's upset that her best friend hates her and chuck creepily like shows up and then um you know tries to be like he's charming for a little bit like oh you want this food like this is your favorite food right and then he's like tries to start making he tries to make out with her and she's like you made you like you got me like you didn't even make me a sandwich like like you took me to the back and like a cook made me a sandwich and now you think that you have the right <laughs> to have sex with me yeah. <laughs> so she kicks him and then so she kicks him and in then the it nuts goes and from then, like, a, like 
Well, it goes from like cute, like eh, Chuck, stop, and then like Chuck actually assaults her, like a like straight up like you're on top of me, get and the fuck Serena off kicks of me. him in assaults. the balls. Um, and then yeah. as she's leaving, she's rushing out of the kitchen um, because Chuck just assaulted her. She drops, she runs into Dan, who showed up there because he was like kind of being weird and creepy, and was like, oh well, maybe I can just run into my dream girl. And so he, I don't think he thought it through. I think he was just like, I'm just gonna show up and stare at her. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, she runs into him and drops her stuff and leaves her phone, and he is then trying to return the phone to her the next day, but the concierge is being weird about it. And then she runs into him with her mom and her mom wants her to go to this, to Blair's kiss on the lips party, but she doesn't want to because obviously Blair doesn't want her there and she, but she can't really tell her mom that. So she looks at Dan and just kind of is like, I'm hanging out with, and she doesn't even know his name. She's like, I'm, and then they're like, yeah, we're going to go. And Dan's like, to my dad's show, you know? And, um, all this stuff happens um, next where you find out that Lily and Rufus, so Lily is Serena's mom and then um, Rufus is Dan's dad. Like they knew each other way back and you realize like, oh, like there's a relationship there. And then they all go out. I mean, like there's so much that happens. Well, well, there's a whole like, okay, Serena and Nate, slept together essentially that was like the big (laughs) so big like wedge the big reveal reveal. that That was the secrets (laughs) um so everyone thinks at this point that's why serena left town is she basically well not everyone no one actually the only people who know at that point are chuck everyone in the inner circle i mean just chuck and blair find out chuck so nate tells blair and then chuck reveals to serena that he saw them um, and yeah. yeah, so they go to the kiss on the lips party, like Jenny goes to the kiss on the lips party and then Dan and Serena go to the Lincoln Hawk show and, um, and then while at the party, Chuck creeps on Jenny and then sends an SOS to Dan who comes with Serena and then he punches, you know, he punches Chuck and yeah, I mean. And then they all ride home, happy ever we ever after in a taxi. Right. So, um, <laughs> now that that really long summary is over, <laughs> we're gonna have a segment called "Fashion with C." Like I said, I was excited about the show initially just because of the fashion um especially in the promos with them on the steps in the met it's all super preppy super new york um blair style especially really attracted me to the show um but it's funny looking back at this show the the fashion's great um especially i love blair's first outfit at um, the party she has this beautiful black lace dress on kind of giving her like that evil bitch look, I think is what they were trying to go for, um, with like big headband, like and big winged eyeliner, but um, trying to make her a little bit of a vixen when she's seducing Nate at first. Um, I just love the look of the stockings. They do a good job on the show of mixing it up between tights and stockings, and it also every time I watch the show, I'm like, I need to get myself some stockings because it's really, it's really way sexier and way more comfortable to wear. 
like high stockings, high high stockings, and not have to deal with tights. So it's now really I want to buy stockings I again. One time I was reading a magazine, like we're like a girls magazine which i don't really like read that kind of stuff but there or yeah. maybe it was people and they're talking about do's and don'ts and like tips and tricks and whatever the things that like magazines like that talk about and they're like say no to white tights just because you saw it on gossip girl doesn't mean that it will look good on you because they have like ink they're all skinny they're and they all have like skinny. camera <laughs> angles and like things doing things for them but yeah. like no one looks good like basically no one looks good like that except in this show which I was like oh that is true like they do wear that and they also look great but never like that would never work in real life <laughs> and everyone all the guys hair it's yeah, just terrible. Like, Dan Which, like, has makes a buzz his ear stick out. Eric has, like... <laughs> you can really tell. Eric has the weird, the terrible high... Like, not even highlights. Like, how do you... What do you, would you call that? Like, this, like, black, bad bleach mop on his, like, dark hair. Yeah, basically a bad bleach job. Which I think maybe they were trying to allude that he didn't have a good dye job because we missed this plot point. But Serena's brother tried to kill himself, and that's why he, she's back. The lingerie she's wearing, because I've seen Blair, obviously, throughout the entire series. And the lingerie, I mean, she might as well have bought it from, like, Kohl's. Like, it's, like, this No, no, I want to know what it looks like. It looks like she bought it at, like, Claire's. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It's, like, the crappiest lingerie I've seen. I don't know if it was, like, the camera angle. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, seeing season, like, four to Blair with, like, her sexy Chuck lingerie and, like, agent provocateur and, like... Blair, like of course, like Nate's gonna, I mean, not gonna find you sexy. I mean, that's, that's so slut shaming. That's slut shaming. She's like, she she grew <laughs> into her, she grew into it's it. It's so yeah, innocent. She never had sex yeah. What do you expect yeah. from a virgin? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was a total joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are all my fashion points. So that was fashion cool. with C. Um, next, we're gonna have social commentary <laughs> with S. I really like this show because it's fascinating to me, almost like anthropologically, to think about rich people like who live in this bubble in New York. And I know this show is really exaggerated and dram- like dramatized, but a lot of this stuff is really real. Like people like this really exist. Um, and it and I, I I know for me, like growing up so far away from all of that, it's just like it's fascinating to watch. It's like going to the zoo. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons I was always drawn to the show is, and I think this was, I mean, obviously this was part of their storytelling process, is making the perspective be from Dan. So everything's like lonely boy and blah, blah, blah. And, um, because like he's an outsider and we're all outsiders looking into this world too. We have like this voyeuristic fascination with their world, same as, same as Dan. Um, and yeah. So anyway, point being, um, I think that like there's this moment when uh nate and chuck are walking through central park smoking a joint and i just thought to myself like do people really just smoke weed out in the open in central park (laughs) well i don't know it might be like slightly legalized uh, like how ann arbor is it's like like a five dollar like all yeah i'm not completely sure but even if that wasn't the case i'm sure the parents could just by no that's like just so it just seems so like removed from me um and then but they also have this really great conversation while they're smoking their pot where you know nate is talking about like oh his problems with his dad and like blah blah blah, blah. and chuck says like you know we're not entitled to happiness we're entitled to a trust fund to maybe a drug habit 
entitled to you know sex with our girlfriend we're entitled to so many things but happiness is not one of them and i think that's one of the like that's a really strong theme throughout the entire show is like these people are all like so miserable (laughs) all the time yeah like money definitely really doesn't buy happiness yeah and Um, it's weird because i i I mentioned the like voyeurism of it before and even though like i would never want a life like this there's something that that is that draws me into it like the beauty and the glamour and just the privilege like i'm attracted to that and the power like i'm attracted to all of that even though i don't i don't want to be like them and I think that that's what Dan struggles with his entire life too, as he gets deeper and deeper into this world, which is like my social commentary on that. I um, I thought something also really fascinating was um, friendship for women. I think that this show definitely like hashes out in a in a dramatized way, but also a really real way, um, friendship for women and how complicated it is. How a lot of times our close relationships can can be tinged with jealousy and power dynamics and manipulation and drama. I think that's why as a book series, I mean, I don't know exactly, but I assume the book series like exploited these same themes. Like these were things that felt familiar to most girls that like, oh wow, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm having this fight with my best friend because we like the same boy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like the show never, I mean, I don't think it passes the Bechdel test a lot, but it does oh, kind of I mean, it does definitely go deeper pass the than Bechdel test on some levels because like Blair gets really into her career later on, and yeah, I think in later seasons more than high school or like because I, I really know, can't like, imagine. I can't where, remember. Like, Serena it. and Blair are sitting there, and she's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't call you like when your parents got divorced." Yeah, like those are like things about friendship. Yeah, that's and, true. And the fact exactly. that, like, Blair and Serena, for all of their beef, stay friends for as long as they do. Like, you, every time, they're like, it's over. We're never going to be friends again. And then they always end up... <laughs> it lasts three and episodes, then and then they're friends again. <laughs> but I think that's beautiful on some level, too, that it's like, yeah, you can be that angry at somebody, but, like, still be friends with them. And, and it means something, too, to have a friend like that who's known you almost your entire life. Uh, walk with you through whatever crap goes through your life because you know shit always happens um anyway so that's that's my thing that's my that's my social commentary corner um next we're gonna move into music we probably will be gravitating towards different songs we recognized from 2007 in this um episode I definitely um, recognized the way I are because I distinctly remember a so you can dance dance to it um, for I think that might must have been season three so you think you can dance now they're on season 11 which makes me feel like this episode was like a billion years ago um, but I, I think I was nostalgic a lot with the party music which because it, it was more like what was yeah. on the radio I mean, that was at the, the time point. like Justin Timberlake and um, Akon uh, so I think they did a good job of hitting like the indie stuff, but also I the pop culture stuff. I watched this show, and like of course people like think it's so weird that I watch this show because I'm really into like artsy pop, like indie music, whatever scene. And but they feature a lot of really good indie music here on here, and I would hear stuff that I actually listen to on the show all the time, which to me proved my point that it was a great show. Um, mm-hmm. I love the opening um, where with young folks like. And when we talk about mm-hmm. the young folks, Peter Bjorn and John and 
um i don't I mean i still hear that song every once in a while but it definitely like had one of those like take you back to that time period and um my other pick was what goes around comes around justin timberlake <laughs> I just remember like I heard that when I was watching the pilot and I was like oh yeah I love this song <laughs> remember remember this album uh we'll definitely talk more about music as the rest of the show goes on because there's some really great stuff in it I also I work in the music industry so it's really funny to me to watch Rufus's character because he's actually kind of on point with a lot of things a lot of the time I think it's like relatively accurate to how things are um, there's this there's this hilarious moment when he's putting up flyers for the show, and um, <laughs> and Dan goes, "Dad, why are we doing this?" And he's like, "You know, there's this thing called MySpace now, <laughs> which so many things with that <laughs> sentence. You're like, yeah, my because MySpace thing. music was a huge was a thing, huge thing to promote bands. Like that was like how you promoted yeah, bands in I mean, like That's how he sells like, some Taylor Swift. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's how, like, Big Sean got started from Detroit. He was, like, posting yep. stuff on MySpace. But he was, like, he had now. this moment where he was, like, well, maybe if bands got off their blogs and off their MySpace and actually started playing music, <laughs> then the music industry wouldn't be in the place where it is. And I was, like, <laughs> I was, like, oh, Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> can always trust you from some words of wisdom. Which, also, there are some great moments where, um, where like, they're talking about something like Rufus and Jenny and Dan are all eating together and Jenny goes dad are you gonna go on another one of your capitalist rants and I was like oh <laughs> and I love Rufus dad moments because like he's such a good dad I mean like <laughs> later in, later in seasons you can argue whether he's a, he's a good dad, a good dad. Or not. I think but this he's season, like he's the a good best dad. parent out of all the parents that there are on the show but like his to- he had a total dad moment. He was like, "Oh my god, my daughter's Aww, a woman." So cute. Was- and he was like, "You look." Like and your I was mom. like, "Oh my god!" And like, but that there's yeah. this great moment when Jenny's in back back. How do you say bed? Bechdels? Bendels. There. Oh, Bendels. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I, sorry. I was thinking of the Bechdels on the house and, and then like it was like, nope, Bendels. There we go. Um, obviously, don't really care about clothes that much. But he's like, why are you here? And she's like, well, you know, Dad's allergic to department stores. And I had this really fond moment because like obviously, I don't really go to department stores ever. And I was like, Rufus, we're the same person. Because um, <laughs> I go on capitalist rants sometimes too. Okay. The next yeah. segment of our show is called WTF, where we're like... So, the first thing I noticed right away, because it was the beginning right. party, is Eleanor, Eleanor Waldorf, Waldorf was they, completely different re, than the pilot. They recast the, pi- the the mom when she, like, had a more prominent role, so... And I don't and, know if it's, like, the writing or what, but, like, I feel like real Eleanor has a lot more gravitas, because I think... Definitely. She, uh, oh, this yeah. Eleanor was so superficial and so, like combative against Blair. Yeah. They and like, it's a character with more depth. Cause like exactly. Blair's relationship with her mother becomes really important later on. Yeah. So, um, there's this hilarious moment when Nate and Chuck are riding the bus with Dan. You're like, <laughs> Nate and Chuck would never ride the yeah, bus. Where is Chuck's like, limo? Like I'm really confused. <laughs> um, and, oh, and then in the park he says, Oh yeah. Do you need to swipe my dad's bag or my mom's Paxil and it's like Chuck, you Chuck your mom's your dead. Mom's dead. <laughs> and then he has this moment later on in the hotel when they're at the bar when he's at the bar with Serena and he's like, Oh, I should tell my parents we're serving underage minors alcohol. I'm like, Your mom is dead. <laughs> Clearly Chuck was, I think, just not well thought out in this pilot at all. I think you kinda are like 
Was it where's his, was his mom dead in the book or is that only a TV show thing? I honestly don't remember because he was the very small part yeah, of the book. He I was kind of just like the that. sex guy in the book, and then and whenever they needed someone to just have sex with someone to shame them, they yeah exactly. Bring him like, oh, you slept with Chuck, great. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, there's uh, I guess I'll, I'll include some quotes in this part too. Yeah. My favorite quote of the episode is my favorite Blair one-liner. She's like, looks like you got a lot of yogurt left. Because <laughs> then they're all leaving. And like I'm like, what did you mean by that? Like, are you trying to fat shame her? Or no, like you're no, no. late to the party? Like, or like No, I think I think it's like, oh, we're about to leave and you still have a lot of yogurt. Like you're gonna done eating it. Like you you have to keep eating and we're gonna leave. I don't know why, but that just made me laugh so much. Um and then obviously we can I mean, maybe you could have covered this in your social thing but the lack of diversity on this show but like rich people in new york are like are like this undiverse so (laughs) but it's funny because they have like cotty and is which are just like let's get our numbers in it's like one black person one asian person and there's actually a really good asian character later later on yeah um what's her name yuki 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 she she's like one of blair's nemeses (laughs) yeah but she like is awesome yuki is like my my hero she's my hero too she's everyone's <laughs> hero. that's what you want to be you want to it's like it's our hope is to if you wanted to know who we were in high school you just have to like look at yuki well, yeah well, well well also the total transformation of yuki is basically my transformation right right but um it's like where if you were like oh if your high school was gossip girl then like and like these girls were these girls like who are you and like we would basically be like an, Jenny okay. mixed with Yuki. I, no, 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 I'd be like an, an un, a non-scripted extra. Like, yeah. <laughs> like no one would ever pay. Like, maybe Yuki. I would probably be Yuki, except that like I didn't have like a weird rivalry with a popular girl, but um, where she destroyed me. But that's you know dramatic <laughs> at yeah. most. Um, actually, the, the, if there was a character that you mo- we were going to talk about, which character we most identify with, I already mentioned that I really identify with Dan, and. Yeah. Um, that makes like, sense. Yeah. Well, I'm like I'm like arts, like artsy, and I'm like a writer, and like music, and just um, feel always like feel like like I'm looking out from the outside in on things. But if, but like like I said, I, I'm drawn in by that world, even though I don't identify with it, and I have lots of criticism for it. Um, and, I, and I think for me, I mean, even though I'm in reality of Yuki, I do relate to Blair a ton because, especially in. I always kind of gravitate in my in my friendships professionally and otherwise. I kind of gravitate towards high achievers, and so like it's hard really to kind of be the per- the hot chick on top, which Serena is throughout the show. And like Blair is like constantly busting her ass, constantly like pushing herself. And there's people who like, like Serena who get everything handed to them just based on connections, based on their like ability and that kind of stuff. So I think. We're both. I think you and I kind of relate in that sense to Blair because of the. Yeah, I actually have a whole spiel, but I'm gonna like save it for another episode yeah. about like I think there's two kinds of successful women in the world. <laughs> Blair's, Blair's and, Serena. and Serena's. <laughs> I literally tell people this all the time, and like all my smart friends, they look at me like I'm crazy because I'm like, have you ever watched the show Gossip Girl? And then they all look at me like, no, nope. I've never seen the girls. Show. I was like, okay, well, I can give you a real life example. <laughs> but um, oh, one of their what the fuck was the sidekicks? Their cell phones. <laughs> But throughout the show, you'll see what 
phone company is sponsoring them. That's true. It's a huge part of the like the show, though. I think Verizon had to deal with them for a while. Yeah, so at some point, they're all using chocolates. They're all using Motorola LG, products. Uh, yeah, a lot of LG Motorola stuff. But um, the next part of our show is X No X O X O, which we think, which is the part of the show. Where we, now that we know that Dan is Gossip Girl, we kind of look back at these old episodes with new eyes. So, you take you take this one step. Okay, so, um, one thing I really noticed, I don't know if you noticed something else, Sue Ann, but in Gossip Girl's first sign-off, um, voiced by Kristen Bell, uh... She says XOXO Gossip Girl, and you get a shot of Dan looking at his laptop, which makes you think, like, as naive first time show watcher, that he's just reading Gossip 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 Girl, Girl, but now it, like, has a whole new meaning. Like, no, he's actually Gossip Girl typing on his laptop. So I thought that was my XOXO moment. Our last segment is to ship or not to ship. There are so many questions. All right, so we have to go down the list. So, um, Blair and Nate. No, for sure. No, probably no, no. I don't think I ever got them. I think they're totally different types of people. Like, like I said before, like Nate is essentially a male Serena. So obviously that it works in friendship, but I don't know if it works in a relationship of having two. Which we see later on in yeah, the show. Okay, exactly. so then, and then there is Nate and Serena, and I love them together. I think. They'll date later, and I that when they're dating, I'm like, this is the perfect couple for me. As so far you're as yes. like, you're yeah, yes, there. very yes. See, I I'm a no because I because I would be more inclined to like a classic like in in the pilot. I'm definitely rooting for Dan and Serena. Yeah. Um. It, I mean, like, I think I think that's the dream. Like, obviously, like I identify with Dan. So, like, the dream is your dream girl. Like, yeah. Like you want to believe that even though you're like the weirdo that you can get the girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> So you want to hope. Um, <laughs> but I think Dan deserves better than Serena, to be honest. I mean, so. I do later on. <laughs> yeah. But I think, like, in this moment. Yeah, that's In true. the pilot, you see Serena as Dan sees her. Not yeah. as, like, who she actually is. Yeah. And that's part of, like, the way that the show is shot. Because it's all shot through his eyes. And, like, as things unfold about her, then, like, you see how he, you know, feels about it, too. Um, uh, then Lily and Rufus. I... Uh... I mean, Rufus is just really bitchy towards Lily, and I think it's because at this point, his what there's like this whole subplot that last one season that his wife's in Hudson, and whatever. Um, so he's like very combative against Lily, and it, uh, we missed one pop culture reference when she was like basically Lily dumped Rufus for Trent Reznor, which I think is hilarious. Um, you know that's not what actually happened, but like there's just yeah no that's not what he said he's like oh well, i remember you doing like hooking up with Trent Reznor in the back of the van like well yeah that, but like that's what he's saying then you moved from rock stars to millionaires so like i don't oh. think she ever married Trent Reznor that's what but i'm saying but i don't think she dumped Rufus for yeah. Trent Reznor i i've always had a hard time because like i've always because i've mostly rooted for Dan Serena but i've also frequently roof, rooted for Lily and Rufus which is hard because later on it's like the whole reason why they're not together because of their step siblings and um but i think that the kind of relationship that Rufus and Lily have is like in parallel is always set up as like an allegory of Dan and Serena yeah, exactly. and the same things that make them work are the same things that like 
that make the other ones work and this the problems that they have are the problems the other ones have and i think when we see lily's mother um cc wait is that her name yeah I think you'll get a bigger insight into Lily's reaction to Serena and Dan. I don't, I remember, okay, so from the, for the pilot though, I don't ship Lily and Rufus, mostly because like, generally speaking, I always want people to stay in their marriages. Like yeah. if there's a chance, like that's just the kind of person that I am, even though it's television and I know that they're probably not because we always need more drama, but, um, just for the, the pilot, I, you know, I just want, I just want Dan and Jenny to have their mom back. Like, that's how yeah. I feel about it. I mean, that's kind of stupid that the mom just, like, left the kids. Like, that is stupid. Um, Social right. commentary by Stephanie Grant. <laughs> that there is stupid. Go. That's it. <laughs> so, that was our first episode of the XOX Hose. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. And come back for episode number two, where... Dan and Serena go to brunch. Love you. XOXO. You would know before you go.